Pentecostal Church of Paris. It, whether it's your first time or it's not, welcome. This is my first time on the job for announcements, so I'm kind of excited. I think I just read this paper, so I got it. Um, okay, so it is Pastor Appreciation Month, and we happen to have the best one. So that's exciting. And of course, we know that goes for Sister Meyer as well, because it's, it's not a one-man job. So there is a mailbox set up in the foyer by the greeting greeter table. Um, if you want to put cards, love offerings, all of that, and it's going to be presented to Pastor and Sister Meyer on the 30th, which I believe is next Sunday. Today, so excited because it's my care group. Yes, if you are in Sister Lisa Calicoat's uh, care group, it's been a long month waiting for our turn and we get to go eat today. So that's exciting. Um, on the 29th, which is next, which is this coming up Saturday, is the fall festival. There's a sign-up sheet in the foyer if you can help out with that. They still need candy donations. There's a box in the kitchen to put the candy in. So you can either donate the candy, or if you're like me and you forget and you have Venmo, then you can just Venmo candy for candy. That was cute. That was cool, right? Uh, Venmo candy go forth for the candy, and uh, she'll get that taken care of. So praise God for that. Um, November 3rd through 4th is the Branson trip. Uh, November 6th is daylight savings time, so we're going to fall back and get an extra hour. And I'm so excited that November 6th is also going to be our first um, evening service coming back. So, yes. November 13th is youth service. Make sure to put that on your calendar just because it says youth all of all ages can come, and it's always so, 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 so good. November 14th is going to be the Ladies United Fellowship, which is always a great time, so make sure you sign up for that in the foyer. And um, the 22nd, I'm guessing because of Thanksgiving, the service will be on Tuesday night for the midweek service and no service on the 23rd, that Wednesday. Everybody's going to be cooking. And then the 27th of November, your mission pledge is due. Awesome. Okay. Why don't you give her a hand clap? And then while you're still clapping, why don't you go ahead and stand? Aren't you thankful to serve not just any God, but the God who can make a way in a wilderness, the God who can split seas, the God who can put the stars in the sky, the God who can answer all of your prayers, and the God who chooses to dwell in your heart. Thank you, Jesus. We're here to worship you.
dare not oppose my will ever over the God's. And I dare not try to ever hinder or interfere with God's move and his spirit. But also I believe in opportunity and I cannot think of a more opportune time than to say people's names that need God than in this exact moment. And so we have a few prayer requests we're going to take before the Lord. Sister Renee Flowers, she was diagnosed with breast cancer and she's our North Texas district wife. And so keep her in prayer. Gene Fortner, Alex Stevens, Loretta Edwards, Nelson and Missy Miller, Jan Dyke and Greg Lawson, Ernest Ponce, Christine De La Rosa, Vicky Stace, Miller Gamberry, Lloyd Ushry, Brandon Hutchins, Bob Bolton. Good to see you in the house of the Lord here today, Brother Bob. T.W. Hush, Lois Weems, Dennis Shannon, Billy Bolton, Brother Sister Dickey, Monica Helm, Rex Foster, Brother Sister Bristow, Brother Sister Proctor, Brother Sister Billy Trinata, Chaplain Steve Gibbs, George and Mildred Pratt. Matthew 18, 11, 12, and 13 is where I, I pull this inspiration from. I, I, didn't, I didn't type it out. If, if you need to go there for evidence, it's there. But it's Jesus, and he's speaking of the parable of the, of the 99 sheeps. And how if one goes astray, he leaves for it. And in that story, Jesus, I find it no coincidence that Jesus doesn't, doesn't mention a distance for that sheep that he goes to to travel for it. It just says he goes, he leaves the others, and he goes and seeks after it. I don't find that to be a coincidence, you see, because whenever God needed to be crystal clear in our Bible, it's crystal clear. But whenever there's something that God leaves for you to sort of not fill in, put in your own interpretation, that's, a, that's bad. But for you to fill in the gap there, he doesn't say, oh, I just went to the mountaintops to see if he was there. I didn't just look behind a few thickets of bushes to see if he was there. I just didn't, I didn't go a hundred yards and say, he's not here. I didn't see the cliff that was nearby my sheep and say, oh, he fell down and he's gone and he's dead. It said he suck after it, seeketh after it. And so that leaves me to believe in my grand imagination that there was no distance that God would not go to to seek after that sheep. That there was no trial that could get in God's way that said, I'm not going to chase after this sheep. So I come here today saying there is no distance that you might have created with God or your circumstances might have created between you and God that he won't travel to to seek you out. I come against every demon with bondage this morning 
I come against every devil that would dare say, you've done too much and you can't be sucked out by God. If you have any need here today, I urge you to step out in faith. I don't care if it's your circumstances that have brought you away. I don't care if it's some small ailment or if it's some large ailment. I don't care if it's your own self that has taken you a distance away from God. It does not matter. Just as he said, my love for you as far as the east is from the west. So is his unrelenting nature to chase after us. No matter what. Jesus, I plead your blood that you shed for us at Calvary. Over this congregation, God, and over each and every one of these names, Jesus. We dare not take advantage of your love and your mercy and your grace. But God, we are thankful and we are grateful and we accept your love. Thank you, Jesus, for everything you've done for us. Thank you for your spirit that's ever apparent in this service. Jesus, I plead your blood and I claim victory over each and every single trial and over each and every single demon and devil that would come against each and every mind, each and every body, each and every finances in here today, God. You are the God of unchanging. You are the God of Jacob and you are still the God now. You walk beside me. That is all that matters You'll never leave me You said that you won't forsake me You walk beside me That is all that matters You are the covenant keeping God You are the covenant keeping
during that song and during after prayer request, I've done this a few times and you may have noticed and you may not have noticed, but I've begun to walk instead of going straight to where I used to sit, but I go and I kind of walk around the back of the church and I stay there for a little bit. And the reason is because on the front row, I, you know, I'm I'm close to the platform and everything, but I'm not able to see the church. I'm not able to see the people. I'm not able to see my church family too well from the front row. And so I've begun to sometimes walk back there and just take it in and watch. And, And as I was doing that today, I began to see the church ministering to the church during the song. I began to see people laying hands on their brother and their sister. I began to see people lifting up and glorifying God whenever their life situation wasn't perfect and that gave hope to somebody else. I began to see you being a minister. And God began to show me that to tell his people, and, I went, and he told me to clarify this, that you are perfect. Not in the way that means that you haven't messed up or that you don't slip up, but you are perfect for the job that God has put you here to do. And I have a suit, I like this suit right here, I, I bought it, and I never got it tailored, it's off the rack, so it fits okay, it fits pretty good, but I could put it on somebody else that's close to my size and it could fit okay there too. But I have a suit of mine that was tailored exactly for me and it only looks that good on me. And I can put it on somebody else and it doesn't quite look the same. Okay? And so there's somebody in here tonight, and God gave me this, and I tried because it has nothing to do with offering, so I didn't want to interrupt, but God began to still move on me that somebody in here feels awkward in their situation, feels out of place in their current circumstance, and doesn't know what to do, and is ready to give up, and is ready to stop, and he's saying, listen, the reason you feel awkward, the reason you feel uncomfortable, the reason you feel like you're out of place is because you are perfect, And until you keep searching after me and get exactly into my will, you are going to feel out of place. But when you get in my will and exactly what you are wanting, I am wanting you to do, then the fit is going to be perfect. Then everything that's wanting to take place, I'm wanting to put in your life, is going to begin to happen. As God began to show me that, he began to show me that there's there's a spirit of giving up and a spirit of suicide in this house tonight, this morning, okay? If it's you, I don't know who it is. And if it's somebody watching online, you're perfect. God has a fit for you. God has a job for you. You are a minister. You are needed. And you have a purpose this place this morning. So we're going to have the ushers come. But I want you right now to make up in your mind. I'm doing everything I can for the rest of this service, for the rest of this week, and for the rest of my life to be the perfect fit that God has created for me to be. And so, Father, I thank you for your move. I thank you for your spirit. I thank you for your presence and the purpose that you have for us, every single one of us. And I pray that you move on us as we give to you in our worship, in our praise, in our finances, Lord. And you bless what's given and you bless the giver. And you anoint the word. Falling in love with Jesus is the best thing I've ever, ever done.
God bless you as you're seated. In this house today are without a question. A convention convention of angels and then also a convention of desires. And somehow if in the next few minutes we can calibrate our mind and our heart to Jesus Christ. You are going to experience answers, strengths, powers, developing even greater faith and future for you and the world that surrounds you. So today I am confident with the Lord And with the writer, he said, this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, we know that he heareth us. And if we know that he heareth us, we have the petition we desire of him. Now, it may be like some of the traffic of merchandisers. It may get held up on a dock somewhere. And uh, so there are times and seasons that both the harvest and the petition are arranged. So your prayer is not an unanswered prayer. It's just not always when you want it to happen. So they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Even if you've been reduced from the flying high to just treading it through, it's happening. And Brother Stephen was exactly right. And it was amazing how God has orchestrated your future via this day. So I want us to move through and, and perhaps uh, if they could do it uh, easily, Second Timothy 3 and 12 uh, through 17. And I will read this and uh, not worry with a presentation on the slide so much. Second Timothy 3 and 12, and if you have your Bible, you may want to read along with me. But this letter from Paul to Timothy, a man in waiting in line, a man that was needed and also needy. And so Second Timothy, the third chapter, verse 12, yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And you're seeing that on TV. Marketeers are promising you all kind of future and excitement and thrill. And people are spending extreme amounts of time, effort, etc., trying to find their future in things in this earth. You should be able to enjoy a nice vacation. You should be able to enjoy a lot of things beyond Paris, Texas, and Dallas, Texas. 
but I can assure you there's nothing that's going to take care of all of your need except according to his riches in glory. That has to do with the phenomenon of part of what Brother Stephen was addressing and part of the spirit of the Lord and word. And so that's why study to show yourself approved of God. When God's stamp of approval is in your heart and your mind, your hands and your feet will experience victories that the normal human doesn't experience, creating memories that will feed you for days and months and years. Some of you still go back, and that's why the Bible said, ye are saved by the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Because you go back to that moment when you were born of the Spirit and baptized in the name of Jesus, and it is foundational to everything about your life. And so being born again is a whole lot more than joining a local church. I'm sorry that it has diminished to that idea that if you say, I accept Christ as my personal Savior, or if you talk in tongues. Both of them are very important. But that don't satisfy your need. Study to show yourself approved. Forsake not the assembling of yourself together as the manner of some is. There's no football game, baseball game, or any other game that's better than your local church. There's nothing. And he said it clearly, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Now, during the COVID time, we have done as well as we could by doing a lot of media. But there is nothing about media that can do what, what Brother Stephen just said about walking around or looking around and seeing a brother or sister that is strengthening you by spiritual osmosis. You don't see it when a germ of COVID heads at you but you eventually feel it. And same is true. That's why the eye is the candle of the body because seeing your brother worship, seeing your sister worship absolutely puts an exclamation point on brotherhood and sisterhood. We are in this together. You are my brother and my sister. And uh, so today... Paul writing to Timothy is a very, uh, very beautiful thing. Then I want to read Deuteronomy 4 and uh, verse 5 beginning. Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me that you should, somebody say, do so. Even in the Old Testament, it was about doing. I, I, I'm amazed that a, a generation of educated, very firmly educated people are willing to bring and water down the Word of God. Faith is not a just a thing where you just, oh, God, look, I've got several petitions. I'm going to be busy doing worldly stuff today, but if you'd take care of my wife and kids and make them love me better, well, this thing would work out good. No, no, no. It's how your faith makes you behave that makes your home strong. 
See, I, I, dug, I, I jumped off the deep end of the pool to start with because it is imperative that we eat the bread of life. And from front to back, this is the bread. You don't take it apart. You learn that the Old Testament is types and shadows of things to come. That, that's important to know that. That don't sound important because it doesn't make you like, oh. No, it's as important. All truth is for the saving of the soul. That's why he said study. Let your pastor, let your evangelists, let the apostles and prophets do their work among you. It's critical. And so here in Deuteronomy, he's, he's saying, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded that you should do so in the land, whether you go to possess it. Wherever you're going to possess righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, those are things that you look for and you count on. And so service to service, you're not going to remember everything that pastor is preaching. You're not going to understand it till you obey it. You've got to obey the law of eating before you understand strength comes from it. Do about a 10-day fast and see what I'm talking about. When you don't eat, you don't gain strength. And eating the Word of God or ingesting the Word of God into your mental capacity it does exactly what your stomach does. It starts putting this truth together that with one that you heard 10 years ago and then starts getting the cogs of your transmission and the flywheel and starts torquing the drive train. And that's what turns the wheels of progress. Like if you even partly got it, like a Baptist nod will work right now. Thank you. Okay? So we are looking into the Word, and I'm starting in the book of Timothy and going through Deuteronomy right now. For what nation, verse 7, I'm sorry, I didn't read verse 6, I don't think. Keep therefore, and somebody say do them. For this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations which shall bear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. That's the nation of the redeemed. For what nation is there so great who hath God so nigh unto them as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for? And what nation is there so great that hath statutes, judgments, so righteous as all this law which I set before you this day. Only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen, and lest they depart from thy heart, because out of the heart proceed evil imaginations. So when your heart is clean... They don't come out evil. They come out with the goodness and the holiness, and that's why holiness is such an imperative. And so studying all this, 
brings it to pass, and that's why the forsaking, not the assembly of ourselves together, because if you miss part of the transmission putting it back together, you're not going to get to New York. It's going to be a tough ride because you're going to get out in the wilderness somewhere and be thumbing it. It just don't work. That's why he says, study to show yourself approved of God. And so they that seek me with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their might, with all their strength, will suffice all four of the necessities of life. This is big stuff. It's not like, oh, how cute, or, oh, I didn't like that one. Maybe next month he'll come through with something. No, no, no. It's the Word. And the Word is what makes us strong and frees us. So verse 10 Especially the day that thou stoodest before the Lord God in Horeb, when the Lord said unto me, Gather me the people together, and I will make them hear my words, that they may learn to fear me all the days that they shall live upon the earth, and that they may teach their children. And until the bread becomes digested into our hands and our heart, we're not going to teach our children. I promise you they're going to imitate what you do, not what you say. It's going to happen because your spirit, it creates the thought patterns and your spirit creates the atmosphere in the house. That's why the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace and joy two strong emotional levels and one that bears the strength of those emotional activities so it's not about did i what did i taste at church let me tell you spinach never tasted it good to me uh, even though my uh, aunt had a tv way back there and Popeye ate it all the time But I never got in on Popeye's diet. And so I never had those. It's amazing how we have been deceived by men that have money and have prestige. And we've got a Jesus that walked through this earth, lived and died so we could have life everlasting and have a word from heaven that would declare a stair step to heaven and a power to source that stair step without us weakening and falling apart. But you can't have a divided interest. It has to be faith in Jesus Christ. That that bloodline that created the wisdom of the universe and that produced the glory of the word. So, let's move down to uh, that, that second level was I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And if you're looking for that on your charts, it's Revelation 1 and 8, okay? Uh, know the Lord uh, is the third step here, John 1 and 1. Know the Lord. Because without the knowledge of the Word, the Spirit doesn't have a ability to produce anything but an excitement. I've watched people, uh, I'll tell you 
one one thing that this is totally out of my uh, notes. But I'll never forget one day in Shreveport, Louisiana, when I was assisting Dad and pastoring there, and, and there was a guy that walked in uh, off the street, walked down toward the front, knelt at the uh, uh, altar, and uh, I prayed with him several minutes and wept over him and with him and finally I said let me tell you something here's the plan repent and be baptized and we'll do that later but uh, right now you're at the altar and you can receive the Holy Ghost and and I said what's going to happen is that you're going to speak in a heavenly language as the spirit of the Lord gives you the utterance and I mean about two minutes later he looked up at me and said jibby 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 door and I guess he thought he got something never came back to the house of God it was one of those moments you don't ever forget because I tried to learn from that occasion it's not so much about me encouraging them to talk in tongues as it is the spirit giving the utterance but he had enough understanding to know he was supposed to move into something besides English and Spanish and German. And it's an amazing thing that I'm seeing people talk in tongues now that understand that you're supposed to talk in tongues as the Spirit moves, but that's not what the real deal is. The whole thing is the Spirit itself maketh intercession with the Father or the source of life father just means source that's how you got here without a father uh, ain't no mother gonna run through the garden out there and suddenly come up expecting it's just not gonna happen there is a law that god works with and it brings forth in its season everything that's why ecclesiastes is such a very important book because the uh, writings of Solomon are so clear in so much of that writing. The Song of Solomon, the Ecclesiastes, both of them are, uh, they have so much. But in this setting here, that I want you to understand that the word of the Lord is the seed, the spirit, and, and it's a truth. I want to say it again. I know I said it just about three times in the last few weeks. But I am going to try to do the best I can to help you understand that the truth is like the Loop 286 out here. That's out there. And if you get on right here and you go all the way to the other side, you're going to be going west. That's right. But the power to go around that loop, if I tell you you've got to crawl, you're going to be up there a while. And somebody's going to be looking for you for next week. Because crawling around eight and a half, eight miles, something like that, is not an easy task because you're going to have to rest somewhere along that way. And if somebody don't come by and give you a little water, you're going to be looking for a creek and they're not going to see you for a few hours. I hope I'm painting the picture correctly. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. What happens is if you get in a car, you can get around there quick. If you get in an airplane, you can go straight across the city. I've done it. 
Many times over, I like to fly across and just look at this whole setting down here. It's, it's just enormous to see what all's out there. And I've done it in the Holy Ghost. I've seen what he's talking about in some of these things. I see what he's doing for us in some of these things. I'm telling you that having the Holy Ghost is not joining a Pentecostal church. It is the power of God unto salvation. And the wisdom of God is the power of the word that gives you a track to run on. And if you run on the right track and you get your elevation right and you get your degrees right on that, and then you have to include windage. Because if the wind's blowing out of the east and blowing to the west and you set your true heading toward the north over there and you don't adapt, after a while, if you'll watch an airplane, it'll actually be going like this and it looks like it's going that way when it's really just going this way because you have to filter in windage to take care of what might be throwing you off track. That's why we've got to have pastors that are preaching and teaching the Word of God because there's a lot of winds of every doctrine. There's a lot of winds of stuff going on around here. I'm here to tell you there's a true heading. There is a true heading. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Live unto the Word. Watch the Word. Live the Word. Live in the Holy Ghost. It'll keep you when the winds are blowing, when the clouds are are lowering, uh, when the elevation structure is moving. I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, he said in the last day, many deceivers are coming. Winds of this doctrine and winds of that doctrine. And he said, so study. That's why I've been trying to put it out there in paper form. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, develop your faith. The book of Acts is where you integrate your transmission. And the book of Romans through Jude is where you get that steering wheel in your hand. And you said, that road is not what for me. Lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life, hate and ill will and all of that stuff. That's not for me. Turn that steering wheel, husband. Turn that steering wheel. Pastor, go where you need to go. Get a hold of what eternal life. It's worth everything. I wish we'd pray again for every pastor in this city. I wish we'd pray right now and travail for about two minutes over every home in this county. I'm here to tell you Jesus is ready to do whatever he can. I praise you today, Jesus. I wish some of you husbands and dads would travail just for a few minutes. You, you put your wife through it. It's time for you to do some travailing. Oh, God. Oh, God. For the sake of a city, for the sake of a county, for the sake of our families. Come on, folks. Oh, God. Help us. Help us. Help us, Jesus. Help this preacher. Help this family. Oh, God. I wish some of you men that feel it would stand up and just pray. I mean, just pour it out. I'm here to tell you that God 
is working in this sanctuary this morning. This God of heaven is not willing that any should perish. He is doing everything he can to wake up everybody he can. I am believing that the Catholics and the Methodists and all the others are going to have a last day revival and we may be help able to fan the flames of that revival. I'm telling you there's not enough church buildings to do what God wants to do if we can get him to come and just minister with fresh anointing in our lives. So let's go back to John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Somebody say, you can't disassociate God at any time. From the front to the back, it's God. Now, how he manifest himself, he was the golden scepter for Esther. That ought to clue people in. He was the bush that was on fire but never consumed. That's God. God can manifest himself in any way because God is a spirit. You can't make him a person any way, form, or fashion until you get to that time when Mary was with child without a human conceiving. Mary was with child by the holy God of Israel. That's why... This business of three persons in the Godhead is just not right. There are more places in the Bible that have to do with God as the scepter. Well, guess what? Nobody birthed that scepter. He was the scepter. But the invisible things of God have been made visible in many different ways. The next banana you eat, God is in it. If it don't do anything for your body, it's not living. It has nourishment in the banana. It has nourishment in the apple. It has nourishment in whatever meats we eat. But you can't see all of that. But it's in there. And that's why the scripture says, in him dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead. There's one orb, and that is God Almighty. Then God birthed a human flesh, and God was in Christ reconciling the world, not to themselves, to himself. Ladies and gentlemen, this mystery of godliness is not something that you play with. We're talking about the creator of heaven and earth and then the one who gave us life and then gave us bananas and gave us apples and gave us sensibility. When you're feeling awkward at your spouse, you can be sure there's a demon somewhere in the house. 
When you cannot love your spouse, there is a spirit that's bringing that division. And there's two levels. One is the angels of God, and the others are angels of darkness. The invisible world is full of that stuff. And that's why you're seeing people walk in and out of what we call a church facility, and they never change. But I'm here to tell you, when you eat the right fruit of the Spirit, and you digest the Word of God into your life, you're able to leap over a troop and jump over a wall, and you're able to take disappointments, and you're able to go uphill and downhill, and still have the same charisma of God Almighty working in your mind, in your heart, in your soul, in in your home, in your school, in your house, and in the church house for sure because we are people that are members of one body. So we got to move forward real quick. Okay. A willing sacrifice will never die. I've preached that here as a sermon. And I want to come to this. I've already preached part of three other sermons. First Kings 17 and 8. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath. When he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering sticks. And he called to her. And you got this, this picture is so clear and so weird. He called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and brought her the real news he came for. Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine heart, in thy hand. And she said, now li- listen to this because it's pretty cool. As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, a little oil in a cruise, and behold, I'm gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat it. And somebody say, and die. In other words, she was at the dead end of the last of her abilities. So Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go in and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. So, you got to get this picture. Some of you have heard this. 20 years ago when I preached it just as a sermon. But you, you, you got you to gotta get this picture. Here is a mother that has just confessed death is just beyond this door right here. And as soon as we finish this last meal, we're going to die. And so guess what?
I want you to take this jumbles paper and make a nice, neat meal for your little boy over there. And you're going to understand that while you're putting that together, that's the last meal you and him will have. Make me a cake first. So he, she goes in front of her son, puts that meal together, then brings it to the preacher, not him. Bring it to the man of God. And she says, this was the only thing I had left. Me and him are going to go die. And the preacher got the cake. But when she went home, mother over there, Donna, you got $10. I forgot this part of the illustration. The mother, the church, has a restoration process. And all of a sudden, wait, don't hand it to them yet. They're starving. She gave the last of everything she was and had. Somebody say a willing sacrifice will never die. The courtroom of heaven is ready to issue you a carte blanche check on the bank of heaven that you can cash at the window of prayer any day of the week and then they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength for joy is coming in the morning. I'm preaching to somebody. I am teaching to somebody that you have been laying across all the weaknesses and the failures of your history and God is saying if you'll get here to me I got bread enough and to spare. I will do this and I will do that and I will do this and I will do that and all of a sudden you're going to have life and that more abundantly being baptized in the name of Jesus getting the Holy Ghost obeying the word of God is a whole lot bigger than joining a church it's becoming one with the backbone it's becoming one with the brain it's becoming one with the glory of the creator and the creation I think I'm going to stop here because right now Singers are coming and the wave of glory is in this house. I'll never forget some of you that remember Riesel Moss. Does anybody here remember him? I preached this sermon as just a sermon about three or four times while he was living. As God began to deal with me about it, and I told I, I preached that. He just kept on insisting. We'll never forget your dad. When I preach this sermon, a willing sacrifice will never die is the way I preached it. I would offer an illustration and big old tears would start down Brother Reesville's face. His would be some of the first hands to go up. 
And he would begin to pray. And you could sense it. He was saying, I give everything. We'll give you everything. Just save my family. Just reach beyond me with my hands. Reach beyond me with my love. Reach beyond me with my voice. And I almost didn't preach it because I... Man, I've preached that thing four or five times here. I don't want people to think I've run out of gas. And I'm not. Believe me, I've got several in there for you. But this is an interruption. God said, I want to interrupt everything. I want them to get back to Calvary. And I want them to give their life all over again so I can renew everything about them. And so I've come today. I want to be the guy y'all are parading next week or whenever that is. I, I don't deserve any of that. My wife deserves all of it. She is the one that works so hard. And Pastor's Appreciation Day is, you know, it's just, if I can help you, if, if I can get you closer to Him, that's what my goal and my burden is. I know I preach hard. But I don't think you realize that you have just only touched the edge of hell. You haven't been through much hell at all. You think it's hell to have division in your house. You think, no, no, no. Never, never to touch glory. Never to touch victory. It don't even offer a victory in hell. There is no counter you can go to and get the cleansing power of the blood in hell. Please listen. I'm a desperate preacher because closing in on our generation is all kind of hypocrisy and lies. And he said that it would happen. Many deceivers shall come in my name saying he is here and he is here and he is there. That's in your Bible. He is there. He is over there. And because you'll see a little of God working over there, trying to get them to the core values of the cross. But his core value is this. If any man will be my disciple, he must take up the cross and then follow me from the cross. That cross is not as shameful thing as you're thinking. Because once your old man has died... Your flesh. Great joy. Great joy. Everlasting joy. The fruit of the Spirit all begin to grow inside you. Is there anybody that would pray over our young people today as we stand? Is there anybody that would travail over people that are weak and barren? Or have we just become religious and we got more plans than what God's got? It's time for us to interrupt our schedules and get on His schedule. Could somebody weep between the porch and the altar? 
Do you see the porch full of people and the altar barren? Who are the weepers? Where are the weepers? There is no ball game. There is no other engagement. There is no other enterprise more important than meeting with him today. You've got a whole week ahead of you to do a lot of other stuff. But in his presence, there's still fullness of joy. Sing it, would you? Travailers, please feel free to come to the front. Interceders, please feel free to come to the front. Intercessors, those of you that want to be baptized in the name of Jesus, talk to one of these intercessors. If you want the Holy Ghost, talk to one of these intercessors. But let's don't go to bed tonight without praying in the Holy Ghost. If you have the Holy Ghost, the Bible said the Holy Ghost will make intercession with the Father or the source of all power. All over this building, those of you that don't need to come to the front, would you stretch forth your hand to the people at the front and pray a voice of prayer, powerful prayer and faith over this city. God, anoint my brothers, anoint my sisters, anoint our young people. Oh, God, don't let this church service just waste. There's a glory cloud hanging over it. There's a glory cloud associated with it.
Thank you, Father, for the brotherhood and the sisterhood that we experience from service to service, from day to day. We praise you for the people of God, those that attend regularly here and elsewhere. We do appreciate every good and perfect gift. So today I praise you and bless your name. Amen. We just got word uh, from Sister Taylor that... uh, John Phillips is having a struggle, and they're taking him to the hospital, if I understood correctly. And uh, so we've prayed for us up here. We didn't want to disturb everybody at that time. But I want us to stretch forth our hands to heaven. And I want us to pray that the wisdom of God be accomplished in this setting. Father, we trust you. You said the way to approach it is not my will, but thine be done. And we are praying according to your word today. You said, I give life and I I keep life and then I take life. But I'm praying for the sake of us and our church family that a miracle happen and that the wisdom of doctors and nurses will help facilitate that miracle today and give peace to the family and a strength to the family and a joy in the middle of the pain. In Jesus' name, let's praise the Lord for being a real God. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. That's it. Praise Him with a loud voice, a strong clap. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lord. Hallelujah to the Lord. Hallelujah. What a joyful noise. And if they're able to hear online what's going on here now, they're joying with us. And they can probably watch it online later. And if you are, uh, we're looking forward to seeing a miracle and God's will for sure. Amen. Thank you. And the morning will not hurt me. The flood will sweep me. The Lord is my anchor 
Sweet. 